Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. communion together when we you know we have the the grape juice and and the the matzah bread it symbolizes our oneness in Christ it's supposed to make us mindful it's it's supposed to physically and you know visually demonstrate to us what it is that Jesus has done and is doing bringing us together making us one As believers and followers of Christ, it can be easy for us to get caught up in rhythms and repetitions, which often results in us losing sight of significance and meaning. Perhaps one of the more common areas this happens is in communion. In today's message, Pastor Robert takes a moment to reflect on the significance of communion and what it means for us as believers. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. We've been working our way through the New Testament and now in the book of 1 Corinthians. We looked at the first half of the chapter last week. We're going to consider the, the last part today. But I need to back up and put it in context a little bit. The, um, the first part of the chapter, Paul talks to us about the Old Testament examples, you know, the things that the Israelites went through as they came out of Egypt and wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. And we discussed the fact that it should have only been a one-month, give or take, you know, one-month journey. But um, because of their constant looking back and longing for the old ways and, you know, looking back at Egypt, they ended up walking around in circles until they died. And Paul warns us in this first part of chapter 10 not to make the mistakes that they made. One of the primary ones being idolatry. And uh, he tells us a couple of places. Verse 7, he says, don't become idolaters as were some of them. And then again, Down in verse 13, he says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. In other words, you're dealing with the same things they dealt with. The temptations you're facing, though they may not look identical underneath, they are. It's the same stuff. There's nothing new. You're not a special case. You're not being more tried, more tested, more tempted than they were. It's not new stuff. It's, It's all the same. And he says these things were... They happened to them as examples for us. They were written for our admonition. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. This is, again, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. 
Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Now, what he's referring to, he seems to be shifting gears. He's really not. He's pointing them to the Passover. He's pointing them to the, the Passover feast and the blessed cup or the cup of blessing, the third cup of wine that they would share together within the family at the Passover feast. They referred to it that way. It was the one that, at the end of the meal. It's the very one that Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took and blessed you know, after the meal, what we refer to as communion. You know, If you were here Wednesday night, the first Wednesday night of every month, we share communion together. That's when we have our communion service, the first Wednesday night. So he's pointing to that. He says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread. And the idea that he's presenting is, there, there, yeah, there are a lot of us. We're like, like a lot of different grains, but there's one loaf. And not just talking about, you know, the individual churches, but the broader body of Christ. Those who are actually His and following Him, His Spirit lives inside them. It's, he says, we're, we're one, one loaf and one body, for we all partake of that one bread, referring to Jesus. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to idols is, is anything? Rather, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. If any of those who do not believe invite you to dinner and you desire to go, eat whatever is set before you, asking no question for conscience sake. But... If anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. Conscience, I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? But if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I gave thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Now, I want to back up and go through that some, somewhat systematically here. There are four, four points that, that I want us to consider together. The first one is that, you know, Paul points to communion, and he tells us, in effect, that when we share communion together, when we, you know, we have the, the grape juice and, and the, the matzah bread, it symbolizes our oneness in Christ. 
it's supposed to make us mindful. It's, it's supposed to physically and, you know, visually demonstrate to us what it is that Jesus has done and is doing. Bringing us together, making us one. You know, Paul says, we who are his, if we've been partakers of him, the, the living bread, if we've, if we are partakers of Jesus Christ, we're one loaf. We're one bread. We're one body. What's his point? We're not a bunch of individuals that can do whatever we want. We need to remember that we're connected and that what I do impacts you and what you do impacts the person next to you and so forth and so on. We're one loaf. We're one body. There's a, there's a oneness. You know, Jesus in John chapter 17, he, he prayed for this. It was a primary concern for him. In, in John chapter 17, it's referred to as the high priestly prayer. In, in verses 20 to 23, Jesus makes it clear. I'm not praying just for these who are here, Father. You know, he had the apostles. He had, you know, many other people there, those who were physically with him. But he says, I'm, I'm not merely praying for these. I'm also praying for those who will believe in me through their word. Now, that's you and me. If, in fact, you are a believer. If, in fact, his spirit lives inside you and, you know, you've, you've come to know Jesus Christ personally, it's, it's because of their testimony, the testimony of the apostles and those who followed him and wrote about it and passed it along. So he prayed for you. Jesus himself prayed for you in John chapter 17. And what he prayed is that you and I would be one, that God would make us one, not just with each other, but also with him. Let me read it to you real quickly. He says, I don't pray for these alone, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. This idea of oneness. Paul talks about it further in the letter to the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 2, it's one, to me it's one of the most fascinating passages in Paul's epistles. As he wrote to the church in Ephesus, he was talking to them about this issue of, of our oneness in Christ. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of 1 Corinthians. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. We'd be grateful if you'd take some time today to lift us up in prayer. As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we want to make sure we're listening to our Creator first and following His directions always. Would you also pray for our listeners that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can join us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and Tracy's here with all the details. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. Thanks, Tracy. Any amount given is greatly appreciated and useful. Thanks for praying about this, and thanks for listening today to Main Thing Radio.